0: Welcome to the Denver Gazette Sports Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Schmeticki. And today we are brought to you by Applewood Plumbing, Heating and Electric. They have been serving Denver residents for 50 years. They are the proud sponsor of the Colorado Avalanche and of this podcast. And on this podcast, we are talking Denver Nuggets with Vinny, who is live from Oklahoma City ahead of the Nuggets huge matchup with the Oklahoma City Thunder on Wednesday. But, Vinny, I feel like the Nuggets have been playing big games for about two weeks. Yeah,
1: uh, we heard from Michael Malone after the win last night against Giannis and the Bucks that, uh, you know, the last time we talked, they they just lost in Utah. And, you know, after that game, Michael Malone said this upcoming 10 game stretch is as difficult as one as he remembers seeing during his long time in the NBA. Uh, and, uh, you know, that that stretch ends tomorrow night. and So far, they're seven and two. So, you know, it's been challenging, a lot going on. But, you know, I don't I, I think the Nuggets have, have handled it well so far. So let's start
0: with that road trip, the five-game road trip. They go three and two. You know, they lose in Philly in a game that they could have won. Uh, Embiid played in that game. We'll get more – we'll talk more about Joel Embiid as we go. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm pretty sure the, the best part of that road trip to everyone was them beating Boston and giving Boston their first uh, home loss. But what were some other good moments? I liked the win in Indiana, to be honest.
1: Yeah, the win in Indiana was good. It, a little unfortunate that, you know, I think Tyrese Halliburton missed both Pacers, Nuggets matchups. And, you know, he's a guy who I've really enjoyed watching from afar this season. I was hoping to get to see him in person, but, but that was not the case. Um, and then I think, uh, you know, obviously Boston that, that went over the Celtics in Boston was, was definitely the high point of that trip. But I'm also, uh, thinking about Nicole Yoke, just 42 point game against the Wizards. It was, uh, you know, it was a pretty interesting decision by Wes Unsell Jr., who a former Nuggets assistant to kind of just guard Jokic one-on-one throughout the entire game, and Jokic made him pay with 42. And, you know, for for a guy who doesn't always enjoy taking on that massive scoring load, it, it was, you know, I think good to see from Nuggets fans that, you know, if someone's just going to single cover him the, the entire game, he's, he's going to score over and over and over again if, if that's what it comes down to.
0: And then how quick after that game did Ansel lose his job? Yeah. Pretty quick, about a week. <laughs> yeah, it was it wasn't very long. <laughs> so, well, I guess he's still with the organization. I guess he's like in an advisory role or something like that. Yeah. Um but you know the win in Boston was just, you know, it was a great Friday night matchup on ESPN. And Jamal Murray went for
1: 35, but Jamal Murray's January has been something to watch. Yeah, and it's just uh it feels unfortunate that this is kind of what we've come to expect from him you know this year I think it was more out of his control in terms of uh the slow start and I think a lot of that had to do with the hamstring and then the ankle issues that that popped up for him in November and December um but you know in, in true Jamal Murray fashion he's turning it on a little too late to probably make the all-star game but you know he he's making his case these last couple of weeks for sure and then how many games is he so is he disqualified
0: from all nba yet or has he missed enough games or what is his games played at
1: that is a good question he's not he's not ineligible yet but he's he's got a pretty small margin yeah for error, i'm pretty sure because you know that that that'll be the big talk i guess
0: i mean i guess that probably means more to him than the all-star because all nba means big time cash
1: yeah that'll that'll allow him to receive you know that super max extension or whatever but um I think he's got an uphill climb here because there's six guard spots for everybody in the league. And there are just so many guys who are, you know, it, it, it'd it be, you know, even if he was healthy all year and playing it, if he played at the level we've seen the last couple of weeks all year, I think he's probably an all-star guy. Um, But when you're picking out names from the Western Conference, it, it like that's a that the space for Jamal Murray gets pretty, pretty short, pretty quick. So, you know, that last game of that trip
0: was that dud in New York. I I think a lot – well, the Knicks are doing that to a lot of people too. But Mm -hmm. it just kind of seemed like they weren't in that game from the beginning. It felt a lot like that Utah loss.
1: Yeah, and, you know, I think something we saw in New York that we might see again tomorrow night is at the end of these long stretches, at the end of a a five-game road trip, you know, everyone is kind of anxious to get home. And um, they just felt – I. The New York game, the Knicks came out super hot and it felt like the Nuggets were down double digits, you know, five or six minutes into the game. Joker gets poked in the eye there and it just felt like as that game went on, they were just kind of like, all right, let's get home and regroup and, and, you know, be satisfied with three on three and two on this road trip. And I'm wondering if that's kind of if they're going to have to fight that same human nature tomorrow night. Um, It's been a really tough 10 game stretch. They're in Oklahoma City against a team. Playing, you know, they, they've struggled in the immediate recent history, but you know, for, for the most part, season played at a really high level. Um, before they they come home for two games against Portland, so I think you know, tomorrow tomorrow night might be a, a similar challenge from just the, the human nature perspective.
0: I'd have to think that they look at Wednesday's game though a little bit different than that New York game. I think they, I mean,
1: they've lost Oklahoma twice at home, right?
0: Yeah, and they beat, so them they at, need, yeah, they
1: need tomorrow night. They, they won in Oklahoma City real early in the season, uh, lost two at home. So they need tomorrow night for the tiebreaker, you know, because it, it's looking quite possible they that that could, you know, seeding could come down to that tiebreaker.
0: All right, so now we'll go ahead to Saturday. ABC's here, 3.30 tip. Everyone's ready for uh, Rivals Week, as the NBA calls it. Well, Nicole Jokic played and Joel Embiid did not. Um, just take me through – I mean, we were kind of talking off air about – what it was like just and even in the press room when that news broke what was it 8 minutes before tip something like that
1: yeah i think it was closer to 15 but that's split hairs um it was interesting because you know just talking with so many people going into the day you know the conversation was is Joel Embiid going to play and then you think back to the game in Philadelphia after that game he you know on national tv he says see you in a couple weeks denver or something yeah. to that effect um well, was <laughs> he wasn't there. He he was present in Denver, and and Nuggets fans did see his face, albeit only for five or so minutes. Um, but I, I heard people say, you know, like, his pregame workout didn't look great, and I, you know, I was watching the Nuggets end of things or, or working on some stuff, so I wasn't out there for it, but I'd heard that, you know, it didn't look great, but – that didn't diminish the shock <laughs> Yeah, when, when I, you know, I think it was Woj tweeted 15 minutes before the game that he he went from not on the injury report at all to out. Um, and it was just like, like I told you earlier, it was like a wave in the media room. where like one table at a time got the news and, and the reactions ranged from Shock and frustration to uh there. I, I would be lying if they if I said there weren't numerous people laughing audibly um, <laughs> once once that news broke. So, yeah, uh, tough break for, for the fans who showed up hoping to see a, a showdown between two of the best centers in the league. But, uh you know, for what, four years running didn't happen. Yeah.
0: 2019 was the last time. And that's when Jokic hit the game winner over him. Okay. So, you know, I I, re- I remember that game pretty clearly. Um but do you think the NBA looks at this cuz it was very strange and it was very no injury report to
1: being out. Yeah, I I think I I think the NBA will be looking into it and I think I mean, not to just pick on the 76ers, but something's got to change there where if he's they mentioned that he had hurt his knee in the game before. Yeah. But then other people pointed out that it was a different knee than he was ruled out for the day of the game. Um, So whatever the case may be is he's got to be on that injury report uh, uh, the day before the game. Like what's the harm in listing him as questionable? Like, um, so yeah, I think the NBA is definitely going to look into it. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a fine involved because I mean, it's kind of like they hit all three strikes. This it's a national TV game that the NBA is prioritizing the 76ers weren't on a back-to-back and he wasn't on the injury report at all until he was ruled out 15 minutes before the game. And I think that's just kind of, those are the exact kind of things they're they're trying to, uh, you know, limit. So yeah, I think there's going to be an investigation. I wouldn't be surprised if there's a a, a significant fine as well. Do you think the Nuggets came out of that? They they were, they were flat at the beginning of
0: that game. They must've had a little bit of a letdown. They're never, they'll never say that, but you could, you could see it the whole game. And you know, Marcus Morris is killing them and Pat Bev is killing them. It was, it was, it was a strange, almost stupid game.
1: Yeah. Well, and like, I mean, I can't imagine being a player because as a media member, I was sitting there and I was super excited for this game. You know, the the storylines are going to be great. And then, And then the news comes out and like, I'm a bit deflated sitting in my chair, like, all right, this, this kind of stinks. Like uh, we, we knew 90 minutes before the game that Tyrese Maxey and Tobias Harris weren't going to play. But then to have Embiid go out as well, really kind of took the air out of the arena. Um, And Michael Malone said that he felt like as soon as word reached the team that, that Embiid wasn't going to be playing that, that his team kind of exhaled and Nicole Jokic, uh you know kind of disagreed with that statement in his own way because uh he he had a tough enough night with uh with Paul Reed but yeah, yeah I think I think for maybe everyone but Nikola Jokic there there was definitely a kind of an exhale and they almost paid for it oh well, Jokic still
0: went for what is it 26 16 and 7 so I think he was still <laughs> he, he was he was still in the game. And you know, and B did miss the next game as well. I, I just saw before we jumped on, I think he's listed as questionable. I think they're playing the Warriors tonight. Yep. So I mean he's still on that injury report. But yeah, it was it's fishy. And I don't blame fans for being mad. As a parent who has taken their kids to games, when guys sit out, it it sucks.
1: It's hard. Yeah, I mean, like at least you have 24 hours notice if you really want to. You got other stuff going on, you can, you know, you can list them and you you might take a little hit in the wallet, but it, it wouldn't be like you're just totally bearing the brunt of, of that disappointing news. And I've I've been in that situation as a fan before where you're expecting people to play and they don't, and it's uh it's a pretty big bummer. Well, everybody played
0: from Milwaukee last night, uh, which was which was awesome to see. Uh, Nuggets get a 113-107 win over the bucks. Um didn't start great. Uh, I think the Bucs were up, was it 26-11 or something like that? It, it it was bad in the first quarter. I remember looking up and it was
1: 26-13, yeah.
0: Yeah, and, and but the Nuggets fought back. Another great game from Jamal Murray. Um Jokic took a ton of shots. He was he was not on his his
1: shooting was not there last night a little bit. Yeah, but I the, the Bucks were really daring him. They they tried to turn him into a jump shooter because yeah. they always play that drop coverage in the pick and roll. And it's, I mean, it's a – it's it's an option and you know it it almost works. Um, but like he's not gonna go he what one for six from three, he's not gonna go one for six most nights or ten or twenty-five from the field, especially. I mean, they were giving him that 15, 17 yeah. footer that he's almost he's almost automatic on. Um, so and and it was, you know, Doc Rivers first game coaching the Bucks, and I think they still had a lot to figure out. Um, but they they were daring him and it it almost paid off. And you know another great game from Jamal Murray, thirty-five points. Uh, I think he enjoyed roasting Malik Beasley and Dame Lillard just a little bit, just a little bit. I mean, <laughs> yeah, he knows he knows both those guys pretty well. Obviously, Malik's a former teammate, and Jamal mentioned you know he, he enjoys competing against him after the game last night. And and Dame's a the guy they they know quite well from from a couple different playoff uh, series against each other. Um, but yeah, Jamal's just been kind of in his bag last couple of games he didn't hit a 3 last night which which yeah. felt a little odd but um he didn't miss from 15 feet. Yeah, he he was hitting for mid-range and um really he it felt like he tried to go to the hoop a couple of times despite the the size and rim protection the Bucks have but yeah, Jamal's been been playing at a pretty high level these last couple of weeks.
0: What do you think about Milwaukee? You think Doc Rivers is going to change that much?
1: I and like Malone mentioned this yesterday, he doesn't have a ton to change. No, so it's just like tighten up the defense a little bit, and you know they're gonna they're gonna be all right offensively. They could probably use an upgrade at their fifth starter, but like you saw last night, just with Brook Lopez's shooting, like how much oh that God. stresses Denver's defense. Like felt like you don't see Nikola Jokic like look visibly tired or maybe he looks tired but he's not actually tired last night it felt like he was actually tired because he was sprinting out to the three-point line it felt like possession after possession um so yeah i mean i think they're going to figure some stuff out with with the two and three man game offensively doc will um tighten some things up defensively um so yeah i don't i don't know if you know i think i still think boston's in kind of a tier of its own in the eastern conference and then there's you know, you throw Milwaukee, a, a full-strength Philadelphia team. Cleveland's been a real weird team to watch this year just with their... Who's better without Evan Mobley? Better defensively without <laughs> Evan Mobley. And maybe that's just a, a larger critique of Darius Garland, who I think's been out for, for a stretch as well. Um, you know, Indiana could be could be pesky with Tyrese and Pascal if, if they get going. So, yeah, I, I think... I think Boston's atop the East, and then there's a a group of you know four or five teams that could that could easily play Boston in the conference finals.
0: All right, we have to talk about trade deadline, even though I don't think they really do anything. But do you see? Th- there's really no trade to be had for them, I, 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 right? I mean, it's kind of a mess. Uh, we're not a mess, but they're they're where they're at because their five starters get paid nice, right? And and
1: they have a Jamal Murray extension to worry about. They have a Jamal Murray extension to worry about. And there's news today that the projected salary cap for next year is a million dollars lower than what teams oh. were anticipating. Uh, so the margins just got a little smaller for the Nuggets to, to uh, work with. Um, But yeah, a trade really doesn't seem very likely at this point, unless um someone's interested in one of the draft picks from last year, which I don't You're see. They're not going to give it a straw there. No, I I should have said second round draft picks, and you know those guys don't have enough of a, you know, NBA resume to to really gauge their value. I mean, you can't you can't send you can't you can't move Peyton Watson the way he's been like he's he's as untouchable as one as one of the five starters for me at this point. Um, So I mean, like. Christian Brown would be like as close as you'd get, but like, I still think they've seen too much from him. I'm not sure other teams would value him as much as the Nuggets should and probably would. Um, so yeah, it's going to be a, a tough trade to pull off. I, I did see that, you know, the Nuggets were interested in a three and D wing. I can't remember. Um, Royce O'Neill was, was okay. the name. Um, Maybe they can can pull off a small move like that on the margins, but I just don't see a a huge need for it right now. They'll probably be in the mix on the buyouts
0: like last year where they got – I mean, they got Reggie Jackson in the buyout technically, so I wonder if that's what they do. Because, you know, you and I have talked about backup center. Once the playoffs start,
1: the backup center is Aaron Gordon. Right. And, like, (laughs) like, DeAndre Jordan played – Really last time. Night. <laughs> yeah, like even like beyond the the alley oop dunk over Giannis, and I, I saw something today that Reggie Jackson and DeAndre Jordan have combined for the tenth most alley oops in the NBA, which is pretty crazy to think about. Like, it's often not one game against the Clippers. Yeah, yeah, um, but it feels like the bench is kind of starting to figure out this identity and get some chemistry with Reggie. Christian, Peyton, DJ, and, and Jamal. Um, and then yeah, so when it comes to the postseason, like they're not gonna need DeAndre to play what did he play last night? Eight minutes, nine minutes. Um, you know, I, I I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, round one, they they use DeAndre, you know, if 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 it's a matchup they're comfortable with, and then as it gets deeper into it, they really start tightening up the rotation. But um yeah, backup center would be would be one thing, but it's just like we've seen so many different guys try to be Nikola Jokic's backup, and probably the and, best one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and, but it's like we've seen like I say, Hardenstein has had he's he's provided some value to New York this season and has been decent elsewhere. Um, but it just feels like kind of a, a a cursed role. But you know, DeAndre's I think for the most part is doing a serviceable job.
0: know, yep. Zeke Nagy, does do they think about just does he a change of scenery guy? Does, does he maybe just need to go somewhere else to play? I
1: mean, it feels like a change of scenery would be good for him. They just gave
0: him that they, contract too.
1: They they did give him the contract, <laughs> um, but it just feels like one of those things. Like the last time they gave him a shot, he picks up two illegal screen fouls yeah. in the three or three minutes he's out there. Um, so he's, yeah, he's definitely on a short leash and hasn't, hasn't done much to to lengthen it. Um, yeah. So, I mean, maybe, maybe a team just operating on a different timeline w- would be a better fit for Zeke. Um, he's still young. I think he's still got, you know, potential obviously defensively he he can do a lot of different things, but you know, he's just kind of failed to, to take advantage of the few opportunities he's had in the last month or two. Um, but, yeah, the contract is going to make, you know, trading him even more complicated than it would otherwise be.
0: You know, you you mentioned, you know, Peyton Watson is not going anywhere. Uh, he is definitely – I mean, he's the seventh man. I guess, I guess Reggie Jackson is probably the sixth man. So, I guess Peyton – but, you know, last night when, you know, Gordon picks up the fifth foul and Malone goes to Peyton Watson and he has that unbelievable, like, tip. I mean, every game he seems to show something like – I mean, I don't know if he's going to be a star, but he's going to be one of their most important bench players. In the playoffs, probably.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, it's wild to think this is his first year playing, like, real minutes. Right. Especially alongside the starters. So, like, you you think you give him another year and then he's even more comfortable playing off Nikola Jokic or, you know, figuring out what spots he's in when when Joker and Jamal run that two-man game that we see so often. Like, Aaron Gordon has mastered that kind of role and positioning. You know, Peyton's a different player, but if he can just be comfortable on the opposite side of the rim and hanging out catching lobs, fighting for offensive rebounds, like I think I think you know the ceiling is is really, really high. and he's already, you know, I think a an above average to really solid defender at the NBA level. so yeah, he he's on he's on the list of untouchables.
0: What have you thought about the Nuggets' defense lately? It seems to be better. I was just looking at the points per game. Like, they're second in the Western Conference just behind Minnesota in points per game. Giving up. Yeah.
1: And, like, they've – I think they kind of eased into the season on that end of the court and, and have really picked it up of late. Um, and, like, it feels like a long time since we've heard people criticize Nikola Jokic's defense. Yes. Which – I'm sure it's nice for, for Denver fans because um, that was, that was the one thing, you know, before it was, can he get it done in the playoffs? It was, Oh, he's this miserable defender. But like you look back at his recent string of games, he's had incredibly active hands, like multiple steals and or blocks. I would, I would guess in a, in a series of game, what do you, last night, three steals, two blocks. Like he was everywhere last night. Like he has, And then he had that run out after the steal where he beat everyone down the court. Yeah. He, he just finds ways to keep getting better and better. Um, But yeah, I mean the, and then, you know, I think Michael Porter jr. Continues to make strides. He's, he's not perfect, but I, you're seeing much fewer, just the, the complete, just like gaffes where, you know, he, the brain shuts off for half a second and a guy cuts behind him for a layup or a dunk feels like there there are much fewer of those instances. And so, yeah, at that point you've got, you know, four, you know, the starting lineup is mostly pretty solid defenders at this point. One more thing about Peyton Watson. He definitely took on Giannis last night and didn't really flinch. I could not believe, (laughs) you know, it was like, he checks into the game. Three seconds later, Giannis has him on the block and is just going at him and like, You know, Peyton was a pretty slight guy last year, um, but it feels like, you know, he's done some work in the weight room because he really held his own. Obviously, like Giannis still got to his spots a a few times and, you know, made layups or he had that crazy left-handed dunk from behind the backboard. But, um, yeah, Peyton was up for the challenge, which, you know, I think is encouraging on a whole different level than what we've seen in, in the last, you know, few weeks or months. So the top of the Western Conference is pretty jumbled.
0: Uh Minnesota's still on top. Nuggets just a half game back. Oklahoma City's a game back. Clippers two game back. Um, we've always talked about this, but before I got on, Kendrick Perkins is saying crazy stuff. I saw on social media. Clippers, if healthy, are beyond the favorites. What? I don't get it. Maybe you can explain it to me. I don't know. They've been I mean, playing great. Don't get me wrong. The harden thing yeah. has worked out way better than I think either of you, either
1: of us have thought. Yeah. yeah. They are playing great. Um, but man, that is a big if. Yeah. <laughs> like
0: <laughs> I can see them losing if they're in the a four seed and play Sacramento in the first round.
1: I can see Sacramento or Phoenix if Phoenix gets to five. Yeah, like yeah. I mean they're they're playing as well as anybody in the Western Conference right now, but uh that feels a little a little reactionary to, to put them you know, in their own tier or on a pedestal when it comes to the Western conference teams, just, there are so many question marks. Um, and like, I I think they will be an all right playoff team, but I, yeah, I I just don't, I can't buy that. They're, they've separated themselves from, from the West of the rest of the West.
0: And, you know, Minnesota, they had that weird thing with with cat the other night where he scored 62 and they took him out. Um, with them and the Thunder are not super experienced, like the Nuggets, like the Clippers, even like the Suns. So, I'm interested
1: to see how those teams kind of do with being the favorites. Yeah, and I think I think Minnesota will will be able to handle it better than Oklahoma City. Like <clears throat> Minnesota's at least got Mike Conley and Rudy yeah. Gobert and guys who have played in in a you know probably five or 10 playoff series where it's like Oklahoma city is just a bunch of kids. And I mean that in the, in a nice way, like their, their window is going to be open for much longer. And I think, you know, this year for them, it's about getting that experience, you know, getting to a second round, maybe getting to a conference finals and just like, cause the game changes and like it, it I think catches people by surprise, you know, how much it's slowed down. It's more physical just it's going to be a lot tougher for a younger team to to get comfortable in that scenario. So, yeah, I I think I think Minnesota it, will be able to handle it all right like Anthony Edwards I think is is due for, you know, his kind of his moment. You know, he he's been one of the the stars of the season so far, but I could see him having an incredible play another really incredible playoff series and I wouldn't be surprised if Oklahoma kind of Oklahoma City struggles kind of in the spotlight. You
0: think Oklahoma City does anything trade wise? They've got all those picks and all those guys.
1: Yeah, I'm not who they get. What's that? I don't know who they get. They could use like some size what and rebounding. Yeah. Some someone a little muscle behind Chet would go a long way. But I've also heard the notion, and I and I kind of like this, where it's just like time is going to come when they're going to have to pay their young core and they're going to have to pay that young core a lot of money. Like Shea, Chet, Jalen Williams all look like max guys. And new CBA, as Denver is finding out, makes it really hard when you've got three guys you're slotting into max contracts. Uh, And when that's the case, like we've seen with Denver these last couple of years, that really puts a premium on you hitting on your draft picks. Uh Like, if, if Christian Brown and Peyton Watson aren't contributors like this Nuggets team looks a lot different. Um, so I think, I think there's a case to be made where the, the best play for Oklahoma city is we're holding on to these draft picks and we need a couple of these guys to hit and be contributors while they're on their rookie contracts. And, you know, maybe, you know, if they hit on a, a few more of these draft picks and they just have too much talent, you know, they can, Couple some assets together and and go get you know one, one star or, or two bigger name guys that that fit the, fit the timeline in Oklahoma City. But yeah, I think uh, I think there's a case to be made for them just sitting tight and seeing how things develop in the next year.
0: Well, Shea's on a max already, isn't he? But not, but he'll be super max soon, won't he? Because he's going to
1: make right. all NBA. Yeah, he'll you know, <laughs> he'll be all NBA again, and yeah, and when the time comes, Chet and Jalen Williams will will also. Well, it should be a good one tomorrow night. They usually
0: play pretty good games. Um, you know, I just, I think we both kind of agree, like, you know, the, the nuggets are the champs until someone takes it. And I think that that's, I think that's kind of how they're playing the season. And, and even, you know, last night, falling behind big, playing Giannis and Dame and all that stuff. They they didn't look pretty last night, but they just kind of
1: grinded it out and won the game by six. And they just kind of did what they needed to do. And, I feel, yeah, and it feels like they've done that quite a few times this year. And I think, you know, one of the more encouraging things for me about this team is that they've had, they've had disappointing and frustrating games. We we saw two of them on that road trip, yeah. but they've limited those to, to one-offs. You know, it's not like the Philadelphia game bled into the Boston game. You know, they've, if anything, you know, really heightened their level and, you know, Malone said he challenged the guys after they, they let that Sixers game slip away to you know, the challenge then became going to Boston, become the first team to beat the Celtics at home. And they went out and did that. So, um, you know, even the best teams are going to have off nights in the regular season. And so I think it, it's encouraging that that the Nuggets haven't let one frustrating game become two or three. All right, Vinny, thanks for coming on and talking. Uh, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on
0: Apple and Spotify. Vinny will have full coverage from Oklahoma City last night. So check all that out or tomorrow night. Sorry. Um, So check that out at denvergazette.com. And, Vinny, we will catch up again in a couple weeks. Sounds good. Thanks, Chris. Thanks. Thank you for listening to the Denver Gazette podcast. Make sure to visit denvergazette.com for all your local news on Broncos, Rockies, Avalanche, Nuggets, and much, much more. We'll talk to you next time.